just licked the before he kiss. What? What? It's way slow down. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Like she lifted her up and everything. I want it on a t-shirt. Like the leg and then the dip and the sway. <laughs> oh my god, the oh, lift. Like the lift. I don't know how to cope with this. She says that all the time now in my head. That was wonderful. <laughs> well, hello, pitches. What can I say about this moment? The moment that we never thought would come came. I had this whole plan of episodes for the podcast and then something happened on the 10th to the 11th of December that just kind of blew that all out the water because the Bacloe kiss was leaked on Instagram and from that moment forward I haven't really been able to think about anything else. One thing that the Bacloe fandom has been waiting for, for who knows how long, dropped and I just, I don't think we quite know what to do with ourselves. So of course, there was no way that I could do the next episode of the podcast and not talk about it and I thought, you know what, this covers so many of us, I need to get a load of creators on and just get their thoughts on the Bacloe kiss. So we're having a little bit of a different episode today because we're going to delve straight into it. I've managed to find creators from across the fandom and I met up with them in little groups to be able to talk about the Chloe kiss so we weren't all together. First of all, I talked to Teresa, aka Becca Mitchell on Tumblr and Jenny, who you might know as Red Lance. And we literally talked, it was my Friday afternoon, a few hours after the Chloe kiss had dropped. Then I spoke to the writer and creator Ellie, who you might know as Chloe Beale on Tumblr, and RJ, who is Aubrey Posner Squire on Tumblr and AO3. And we spoke like a day after the Chloe kiss. We spoke on Saturday. And then I also had the opportunity to speak to an artist who draws Chloe pics. So I spoke to Sketchy Wave on Sunday afternoon. So I've managed to get five creators from a, a whole spectrum of the fandom at different points of uh, kind of the Chloe Kiss experience as we've had it over the first few days of its release and put this podcast episode together. So I hope you enjoy it. I've just made it a compilation of all our comments from the conversations so we can just kind of revel in the awesomeness that was the Chloe kiss. So just to kick off then, would it be okay for you guys to just give a little introduction of who you are so that when people are listening, they know who everybody is? I'll start, I guess. Just Okay. So hi, I'm Teresa. Um, on Tumblr, I'm Becca-Mitchell um, because the Becca Mitchell URL is taken. Um, but on uh, AO3, I'm iPhone. Um, and yeah, I've been on Tumblr for like many years now, but Chloe fandom for a few years now. So very excited about this moment as we all are. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Red Lance. Yes, hello. Um, Jenny or Red Lance, whatever's fine. Same, been on Tumblr for a while, but Chloe fandom for a while also. I write fanfic under Red Lance. Um, also very excited. Okay, yeah, so I'm Chloe Beale on Tumblr, T-M-Y-L-M on AO3. 
it's hard to say it's because it's tell me you love me so like when I read it to myself it's tell me you love me but anyway yeah that is pretty much wherever you can find me um I've been writing for the Chloe for like two years I want to say that's pretty much it and RJ I'm RJ. I'm Aubrey Posen Esquire on both Tumblr and AO3. I made them the same because I'm old and tired and forget things. So I have that. Uh, I've been writing, I've been watching the movies since they came out, but I never really realized there was fans online that I could talk to about it until about three months ago. Um, and in the last three months, I've written uh, like 300,000 words for Pitch Perfect. So it just sort of poured out of me once I once I started. But yeah, I'm relatively new to the online side of the fandom, but I've, I've been around for a while. Hi, I'm Waverly. I'm 19. I will be staying 19. I do fan art of Bicloe and Supercorp sometimes uh, on my Tumblr blog, Sketchy Wave. That's basically all I do. Sometimes I do like crack sketches, uh, some fan art for other fix uh requests if you want like i'll do whatever i have time so before we delve into the actual video itself we've had a good sort of three years of people's opinions or people giving us little nuggets of what they thought the kiss was like or the actress is saying something on an interview so i was just interested what did you think the kiss would have been like before you'd seen it and um, oh my gosh okay my like thought of what it was going to be like and what I wanted it to be like were like two different things like I really thought it was going to just be this like a quick peck that was kind of like disappointing but I wanted it to be like what it was so yeah I was happy with that yeah it definitely like, surpassed that expectation <laughs> <laughs> I do think it did surpass a lot of people's impressions of what they thought the yeah. kiss was gonna be what about you RJ I sort of thought it would be what it was, which was the two actors just taking over a scene. So that that portion of it was sort of right on track with what I was thinking. I did not expect the leg lifting and the slight mounting and the the passion and the the length. I that surprised me um, more from Snow playing along than from Kendrick. But yeah, it, that part surprised me. But the fact that it was a takeover during a, another take that was pretty spot on to what I was thinking. I must admit, because I think there was an interview where one of them had mentioned it being a little bit steamy. I had no idea that they were going to just like jump into this thing and it was going to be what it became. And it, so that was well enjoyable just to kind of be proven wrong and yeah. have what we were given. Okay. Um, well, the, the things that we had heard had mainly come from the cast. So it was limited by that and then the occasional fan art and of course your whatever fanfics tell you but um what the cast had said was that it was steamy um that it was becca who pulled chloe in for the kiss and that supposedly nobody else was there so there's some aspects of that that we now know are true and some aspects of that that we that aren't true which opens a whole other host of questions but that what i had imagined was similar to what i, I saw um, which was insane because it was like a completely dissociative episode for my body where I <laughs> thought I was not actually like awake at the time that I was looking at what was happening on my screen. Um, but it was very close to what I had imagined. And it made a lot of sense to me that it happened the way that it did. 
Um, yeah, I'm just really not, I, I'm still not over it. So if I get like emotional during this, please forgive me. Um, what about you, Red Lance? I don't know what I expected. I expected it to be less grainy. That would have been nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know really what I expected. There was so many different ways it could have gone. Um, did not expect so much pop energy from Chloe. Oh my God. Just lifting her right up. Like. <laughs> oh my God. Let's. Oh my God. That, if like the kiss itself hadn't me. killed us, that would have. Oh my God. Definitely. Um, definite. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... It was wonderful. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a little more emotional. Like, I can see it's, like, jokey and, uh, like, sort of, like, bloopery. I was expecting, like, more crying, maybe. More, like, I was really waiting for this type of kiss. But I'm pretty happy anyway. You know, like, in the fix, like, in the movies, it's gonna be, like, happy ending sort of Chicago like is salted and and like moves away and stays out of the shot (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really interesting because we had these little ideas from the cast about this kiss and you Mm -hmm. do you kind of build up in your head and I think there was like a factor of you read a fan fiction and you kind of have imagined this fan fiction kind of moment. Yeah. And I'm sure like part of me hopes that if they had actually had more time and were able to do like a proper take, that it would have had dialogue or it would have had some sort of like yeah. big fan fiction moment in Emotions. there. Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so delving into it then, when did you see the kiss? Okay. Um, well, so my friend Chloe and I, like, so Chloe, a simple favor, is on Tumblr. Um, I am logged into her Twitter account because that's the kind of friendship we have. Um, and she had the kiss sent to her via Twitter. Um, oh, right. And I was in the process of studying last night um, and I was getting like all these notifications come in and I don't get notifications on my Twitter because I'm not like her level of Twitter. Um, and I actually reached out to like swipe the notification away, but I accidentally clicked into it. And what I saw was this very grainy screen because it was a video on Twitter. And I literally like was looking at it. I was like, oh, it's like just like an alternate moment from the third movie, um, not processing the first two seconds. Chloe kisses Chicago. We saw that. I saw that. And I was still like not processing. And then it started clicking that things were starting to happen that I had never seen before. Like seeing Becca move from where she was standing next to Theo and watching it like that. I experienced it completely alone. You don't understand because all my friends were like watching a movie, um, studying, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, I forgot how to copy links from Twitter. I forgot how to open discord on my phone. Like you don't understand. Like it was a complete like overwhelming moment for me. And then when I literally told Chloe and like a few other friends I'm in a group chat with, the Chloe kiss, uh, Chloe told me to like shut the F up. Uh, And (laughs) because like, what do you do in that moment? Like we've been waiting for this for so long. And I think a big part of our like fandom population just kind of thought it wouldn't happen. So. I think that that was kind of similar to what I had because you had sent the link over and I think it also appeared on a group chat I was on. And I saw the title and I was like, oh what is this like okay and you like you said you click in and the first few seconds you're like oh it's pitch perfect three here we go Mm -hmm. and then you're like wait 
a second like no yeah. this can't be real like what's going on and suddenly it's like oh wait no something is actually happening here and you just have this meltdown i found out at i'm just i'm like checking the times because i have the whole message thread in front of me <laughs> i found out at 6 47 p.m alberta time so i think that was probably around to your time in the uk i i literally was about to go to bed <laughs> i was this close to missing it like <laughs> i was in the middle of playing cyberpunk so i had to like pause and like my phone is like going off with notifications so i'm like looking at it and it's uh, a friend that i have in germany called vanessa who she'd sent me a message on whatsapp that's just like my name just in caps lock just for like uh, an entire page and then she sent me the link to the twitter and like in like the the little thumbnail area it says the, the chloe kiss yes i didn't hack anything so immediately i'm like no this can't okay whatever i'll click on it because it's probably just some fan made smash together something and then it loads and it's grainy as and I think I had an out-of-body experience. Okay, the just left myself. And, like, my girlfriend was sitting next to me, and she's kind of like, are you okay? What's wrong? I think they just leaked the Chloe kiss. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, it was an experience. Um, I mean, somebody, like, dropped it into, like, a Discord server. Um, I was like half asleep, seriously, and then I like suddenly was wide awake. I was like, "Okay, yep, I'm I'm not sleeping anytime soon." So that was that was it for me. Just completely like woke me up. I was watching random YouTube videos um, that had nothing to do with anything. They were like uh, epic rap battles of history and like a bunch of just random things. And I checked Discord and I saw some clips of things and I saw some people freaking out. I'm like, oh, something dropped on TikTok. So I went back and watched another YouTube video. And then I went yeah. to check it again. I'm like, wait, what kiss? What, what are they talking about? So I watched it. And then a couple of people were in a voice chat. And I jumped in and went, oh, my God, what did I just watch? Um, and I stayed up for four hours, I think, on voice chat talking to people, uh, which time changes really are special because, or time zones really are special because some people went to bed at like 5 a.m. Uh, I went to bed at a reasonable time because I had to work the next day. But yeah, it was, it was a moment of just like everybody being like, what is going on? Nobody had any inkling this was about to drop. Yeah, Definitely. I was a 5 a.m. bedtime person that night. <laughs> yeah. After this clip dropped, there was no way that I could have slept. No. Like, it was like, no. <laughs> no. It and always was... happens like that at our time, though. We always get, like, things in the middle of the night, and we've just got to adjust to it at this point. Yeah, you just have to kind of just sacrifice, make the yeah. sacrifices. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I had a friend, though, that, like, I was it's that debate of is this big enough news to call somebody in a different country and wake them up in the middle of the night because i had a friend that a bunch of us were talking about should we go and wake them up and we didn't because like they had to work early the next morning and it's like do you wake somebody up over this and it turns out we didn't but they were very upset that we uh didn't think to call them because we were messaging them but they obviously didn't wake up 
uh, I was just talking to my friends on Discord. Uh, like, we were saying, what movie should we watch next? And all of a sudden, one of them goes, I've been looking at uh, Becca Mitchell's blog, and she's been saying that there's a big Chloe kiss, and she's getting excited, but she's not dropping a link. And I'm like, excuse me? What did you just, what? And I looked at the at the blog, and then I'm like seeing Teresa getting really, really excited. And and then my friend sent a link to the Instagram post. And I started almost crying. <laughs> I'm just, what? Um, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> I got, and I was literally about to go to sleep. Like I was about to, like I was on TikTok a bit. And just like casually talking to my friends about to put my phone down. And, and she sends this message. Uh, well, forget that. <laughs> Bearing in mind, it so what time in the now. morning was it for you? Because it was two o'clock for me. It was four a.m. Four a.m. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up until like eight. This is a slightly off topic. I've been babysitting my uh, nephew's hamster, um, and I couldn't tell my parents why I was awake all night. So I just blamed it on the hamster, and it worked. <laughs> I couldn't tell them, oh, this gay kiss just happened to come across my dash that I've been waiting for for five years. What was your first reaction when you saw the video? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just that, like, same clip because obviously it started with, like, Chloe in Chicago. But um, I don't know. I, f- I feel, like, bad saying so, but I was kind of underwhelmed, to be honest, like, to begin with because it was very, like, Anna and Brittany rather than, like, Becca and Chloe. Yeah, but then I feel like once it, like, processed, once it, like, settled in, I was like, okay, I'm going to go write this. I'm going to go write, like, a Becca and Chloe version of it. And then everything was happy again. I was fine then. <laughs> At 3.30 a.m. Yeah, it did astonish me that you you literally had seen it, and then it seemed like you had just were inspired to go and write this fic yeah. that you had done. And I was like, man, the, the dedication to kind of kind of get that out of your system I do not know how I did that I honestly think it was just because I was like I really wanted it to be more like in character so I was like right I'm gonna write it in character like I don't care that it's 3 30 and like I can't form sentences like it will be fine and then I fixed it the next day anyway (laughs) (laughs) the first few times I watched I didn't believe what I was seeing and I think it took me a few times to actually process what this was what about you RJ so I think Anna Kendrick's kink is to be filmed on an iPhone 4S camera because <laughs> it seems lately that that's the only camera she will allow herself to be filmed on. Um, no, but my first reaction was just like, okay, Rebel Wilson NDA ended. Like it, it felt like it felt so random like that I think was ultimately where my brain ended up because you can watch the clip a billion times and I watched the clip a billion times with a bunch of different people but like my brain starts going of like why on a random like December Thursday went Friday whatever time zone you're in is this thing dropping so my mind started going that way because like it's fun and like we were stalking Instagram and we were doing a bunch of different things but like the kiss is really cool and trust me i broke it down but like most of it is kendrick and snow and there's a tiny turn where you see chloe and becca pop out but then the then the scene is over right like uh the two guys bump into the two girls and it just it's broken snow is laughing 
they walk off hand in hand, which is adorable. Thank you for that moment, by the way, ladies. That was great. <laughs> um, but because it's so much actor and so little character, like my brain started going in different directions. Like it spidered out into why did we get this now? And is this a setup for a fourth movie? Like why are the actors so much talking this year about uh, the fact they all love each other and miss each other. Like, my brain started going off into things not at all related to the actual video. It's like, okay, Chloe goes up to Chicago. I don't want to see this again. And then, like, Theo and Becca walk in. And I'm like, okay, that's, that I know that happened. Then Becca starts coming towards the camera. Wait, that didn't happen. And then she pulls Chloe out. And I'm like, is this Photoshop? And then, like, it's happening. And, like, what? It's way slow down. <laughs> What is happening? Oh my god, she lifted her. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's the whole thing in itself. Right? Like the leg. Like everyone's emphasizing on the leg. And then the dip and the sway. <laughs> and <laughs> there's so much to and then I had to like process and I had to write it down so I won't forget. So that's the blo- that's the post I did. Yeah, and literally then, like, scheduling did uh, like a blow by blow of of this kiss sort of analyzing it it was so good and you got that really quickly yeah because like i had to i couldn't like if i waited too long i felt like i'd forget everything and it would just be like a mash in my head and the next morning i got up and i checked the post um and i opened it on my computer I opened Tumblr on my computer, and then like, okay, I'm gonna watch this video on big screen now. And I'm like, oh, that's worse. So it's terrible quality. Quality, but I heard it better. So I heard like the the awe in the beginning, which gross, <laughs> um, and Rebel yelling at the end. It it was just so much. It was it was an, a a real emotional trip. Yeah, that's why all our reactions were kind of the same, right? Like, we looked at it at first, and we're just like, it's just another pitch-perfect, pitch-perfect three thing. And and suddenly, when things are happening that we have never seen before with our own two eyes, we're just... It's surreal. It was a surreal experience. And I, I feel very blessed to be able to experience it in real time with all the people in fandom. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the experience, to be able to see the total and complete meltdown <laughs> of fandom and especially yeah. of people who aren't in fandom anymore and um mm. so to speak like came back i guess yeah there's a lot i think because pitch perfect been going for so long and people have been wanting this kiss since the first movie like mm-hmm. in some form or another so people who have maybe drifted away or this is something that covers such a large variety of people I mean, even now I kind of start slightly think, oh, did it really happen? Like, (laughs) am I sure I saw what I saw? Are they going to like turn around and say, oh, actually was joking. It's just mass hysteria, we all. So I mean, we've kind of got your first reactions. Let's kind of just delve into the kits because I mean, let's, let's do that. (laughs) I don't even quite know where to start because there's so many bits that we can kind of delve into. Let's just start with Becca, because that's the moment when everything changes. My God. Oh, there's so many thoughts. This could be like a whole essay. Um, but you know when she like, first of all, shoves Theo away? <laughs> yes, percent more appealing than what happened in the actual movie, where she just kind of stood there talking to him. I didn't know I wanted that until I saw her do it. 
the moment she shoves him away and that's when your brain started clicking that she was going to do something. It's hard to tell if it's actually Becca because it's a little bit out of character in my opinion. So I think it's, it might be more just Kendrick just walking up to kiss Brittany. Like she thinks she's playing Becca. She's in the character, but not really. It's like an in-between of Becca and Kendrick in that moment. Just before, like, they go in for the kiss, you see Becca walking up and she's just, got, she's just beaming and there's this big smile on her face. <laughs> no, that's not Becca. You know that's Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, finally. I don't know. I feel like there was a little bit of a Becca smirk in there as she was walking that's forward. True. But then, yeah, I think Kendrick was just like, this is my moment. This is doing it. It didn't did happen it in Pitch us. Perfect 3. I'm doing it now. It for us. <laughs> this is yeah. Anna Kendrick's fanfic. Like, she, I think she's as much of a fan of the ship as we are. She just happens to be one of the actors involved in it. She wanted to, like, give us, like, that ship, like, the entire time. I feel like they didn't know when they had that, like, swipe up for more, um, like, promo thing. They didn't know that there was, like, not going to be a kiss in the movie, right? So, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like... Had any idea. Yeah, so I feel like they've been, like, both wanting to give us that for, like, the entire, like, three movies. So she was just going for it. She was like, I'm going to give them what they want, and she did. The smile that she has when she pulls Chloe out of Chicago's arms, and, like, that's not Becca. Like, you can tell the shift between the characters. Just that pull and that huge smile on her face. And then the little spin that she does coming out of Chloe's arms also like not quite becca and she's still smiling like that to be fair you probably uh, would too if you had just literally been kissed and lifted i by don't <laughs> i honestly don't know who i'd rather be in that moment <laughs> who am i jealous of is it theo maybe do i want to just be there and watch or do i want to actually be kissed by anna kendrick it's hard that's, to tell that's a tough question <laughs> I feel like the line that Becca gives, though, is so in character before we get Kendrick's walk, because that is very much an Anna Kendrick, like, power move walk. Um, and sort of her and Snow and versus Becca and Chloe, like, their dynamics are flipped, usually. So I just, like, I was watching this, and I'm watching Becca, and she, like, she doesn't even let the other actor get set. She just, like, puts her hand on his chest and just starts walking. And just seeing that, I'm like, okay, you start processing that and they're like, all right, she knew exactly, like she knew, okay, I have to go over there. I have to pull them into frame because she knew where the camera was. She's been doing this a while. Like she knew all of that before and she only gets one shot at this, right? Like this isn't like, it's not a set scene in the movie where you get multiple takes of this. She knew she had one shot to get sort of this done in a way that would make her happy after three years and never talking about these movies again there was so much kendrick but it sort of felt like becca grown up like anna kendrick is who becca mitchell wants to be and just hasn't been yet i've got to go show this guy how it's done excuse me ma'am <laughs> ma'am the fact that we had that piece of dialogue right oh my gosh <laughs> right. Is just having a meltdown right now <laughs> yeah what did you think about that, Red Lance? Let's, let's talk about it. What did I think about that? I didn't yes. think anything about that because my brain was leaking out of my ears by the time that happened. Oh my god. 
I didn't oh, know that I, I needed Becca to say that line. No. Like, there was just some, it was so Becca Mitchell as well. There was just but something about say, it. I will say, like, what exactly did she show him she was going to do? Like, she pulled Chloe away, but Chloe still had to take the initiative to kiss her, which is like, what are you showing him exactly? I mean, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but um, what are you showing Mr. Chicago exactly? Like, mm. it was surreal. It was surreal. I think Maybe also, she was showing Chicago how to get Chloe to top you. Oh, <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself right absolutely. there. <laughs> it is. I want it on a t-shirt. She says that all the time now in my head. That is like, I just hear her saying that constantly. So yeah, I am so glad she said that. I find it more of an excuse rather than the truth. At least I'd like to think of it that way. Because then if it was the truth, then it would be like gal pals, you know? But like she basically just wants to, like in her heart, just wants to steal Chloe away. Like that's the whole purpose. Like of course, it's an excuse. Like, like she wants more than that. She's been wanting this forever. And like she doesn't want to see Chicago kiss Chloe. So she like, nope, you're mine. The fact that she like is just going for it which is awesome. Like, I did not expect that. But it was, like, it was weird that it was, like, Becca initiating it. And it was, like, a really good surprise, I feel like. It was really nice if that had actually, like, made it into the movie um, to see her, like, really go for it like that at the end. I just feel like that would have been a really good moment. I'm really sad that it didn't make it in, like, because I wanted to see them kiss in the movie. But also, like, because of that, it was, like, a good, like, full circle for Becca, I feel like. Because all of the big Chloe clips that I think of, all the big ones, Chloe's the one who's taking a chance or saying something. And you get Becca reacting well to it, but you never get Becca being like, actually, I, I like you back in the same way. And so actually having this, where it's Becca who leads at the beginning, was just like a confirmation that, yeah, like she definitely feels the same way. I, I do like that narrative that that adds with what you just said with Becca kind of taking that initiative um, because we have three whole movies of a lot of, so to speak, action from Chloe and not, I mean, Becca is fine. She's receptive to it, but she doesn't give back the action as much as Chloe gives to her. And I think that's always something that's kind of like addressed very interestingly in Fix. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important to their narrative as a couple and a relationship uh, to see that Becca did take that initiative to, I guess, show Chicago how things are done in some way. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of, and this might be a weird comparison, but it's my probably my favorite scene in any of the movies, so I can compare anything to it, is the pool scene of you get Becca in control of taking the Bellas, right? Like that's the moment where Becca takes at least the musical leadership of the Bellas. I'm pretty sure Aubrey's still doing the paperwork. But, you know, you get this moment of Becca knowing how to get their voices, knowing how to layer things in, knowing what song to pick. Like, that's Becca in, like, control, in confidence, right? And this was Becca in personal confidence. Like, this had nothing to do with music. This was Becca taking control and taking a moment that is a decade. They, they've known each other a decade. You have this, like, 18-year-old who's all grown up now her life is about to change, right? Like she's going to go off and, and be this pop star. So you have this moment where she like, like this is her crossroads, right? Like she's not going to live in Brooklyn with 
with Chloe and Fat Amy anymore. Like, so if she's going to take her moment, this is her shot. So if you're, if you talk about it from a character perspective, right, if this isn't just two actors who say, you know, screw it, we're going to do what we want. Like, this is a huge moment for Becca Mitchell. And I sort of like that she gets that like air of confidence that, we don't usually see from her in this direct way. Like Becca is cocky sometimes and she's confident, but we don't see this level of I'm going to stalk over there after somebody has kissed somebody else, grab them and, you know, take, take control. It did feel a little bit like those moments when you, you've read people rewrite the ending to Pitch Perfect 3 where Becca sees the kiss and you have so many different versions of how she reacts to that. And it was almost like this fic kind of reliving on the screen. I like to think it was Chloe's intention. Like Chloe did it on purpose. She wanted Becca to finally notice her. Like me being single isn't going to last forever. You better act now. And this is the reaction. (laughs) Yeah. And then halfway through her pulling Chloe away, it shifts. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, how... Much more proof do you need that Chloe is a top? Let's just like red lights. I mean, <laughs> I will argue for top Becca though because she took the initiative and she went for it. Like that is true. Like watching that bit, like Becca's going in there. Um, it was nice to see Becca just kind of like throwing caution to the wind. Teresa seems to kind of argue that a little bit though. Oh, well, I I am all for you believe what you want to believe, but you know I'm a bottom Becca believer. You know this. Everyone seems to maybe know this. That's like, that's like my dominant all aware. belief. Yeah. And most, most people seem to agree, but I like to see the take that maybe she can be a top. And obviously this is just for fun's sake, like whatever, whatever you want to portray them as, that's great. Um, but Becca, to me, taking initiative to make Chloe initiate the kiss is more representative to me of Becca being... Um, if I dare say bratty than a top uh, <laughs> just because it like it absolutely makes sense that Chloe would be the one to kiss her first but Becca was just so pushed over the edge by seeing Chloe kiss Chicago that she was like okay well what about me because she needs Chloe's attention on her 24-7 right I could see that but that's just one interpretation. I'm very open, very willing to hear the, the, the top back interpretation, which I can see why people like take that away from it because it makes sense. And in this case, I tell that Chloe wanted Becca to initiate. So that's still like submitting to her wants. <laughs> and then as she initiated, Chloe totally takes the dominance. Like she totally, like as she picked, her up and takes the lead sort of so we have fanfic right we can just we can all take away from it what we do and write things definitely i have got to (laughs) say the seeing the beginnings of the chicago kiss and then becca kind of going in there it was like i can live happy now with the chicago kiss knowing that that happens yeah that like i was so mad at first when the video started because I was like why are you sending me a video of Chloe kissing Chicago like I don't want to see this again <laughs> it's the one bit of pitch perfect three that you like fast forward through. <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm done there I go into my own happy little headcanon world and then it was so much more than that <laughs> so much more mm. 
Yeah, somebody like said something about saying they could like watch Pitch Perfect three now because they're like, oh, I, I was like, I didn't want to watch it because like Beck and Chloe didn't get together, and now it's like, well, you can stop it at the end before the end credits now, and then you can pull up the video and watch that, and then you know that like actually they did get together. Yeah, so, like it's given us a good ending. I'm just waiting for them to re-release Pitch Perfect three as the Chloe edit. With that ending, with the yeah, Chloe ending. We deserve ending. Like, very good high-quality version of that now. Just We've seen a- the bad-quality version. We deserve the high-quality now. I just want a GIF of them that I can see the features of their face. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about Becca's thoughts going into the kiss. What do you think Chloe's thoughts would have been the fact that she'd gone for Chicago and suddenly gets pulled away and Becca's there? Jesus Christ, finally. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up for me, too. That makes sense. Like, if we were taking into account all the movies and the lead up to that moment, as if that moment had happened right after the Chicago and Chloe kiss, then that, that makes the most sense to me. Like, finally, thank God, she noticed. Like, <laughs> Becca noticed. <laughs> and you literally just get to see, like, proper Chloe Beale embracing this moment that she's been given. Absolutely. Like, Becca obviously pulls Chloe away, and then Chloe just dives in. Like, she doesn't even question it. Like, oh, finally. <laughs> this is it- supposed to happen years ago. <laughs> Bruh, it's, uh, it says so much about Chloe. And I know, like I said before, it's not sure who's playing here, if it's Becca or Anna badly acting Becca. But Chloe is definitely Chloe. The only Britney is that she laughs and giggles in the end uh, that I can tell. Um, like, Chloe is way confident, and we know Britney to be, like, a little slightly shyer person. Um, but Chloe immediately takes initiative and is handsy, I can say. Like, like we talk about the leg and around the head and, like, down to the leg, but then in between people miss i feel people miss that she obviously had to pass the butt and i think that's like people are missing that point like it was there first even if it was for a second it was there and no one says anything about it you make a really good point though that that we forget that chloe is a handsy person like she the physical touch is a big thing for her and you Mm -hmm. do literally see her you know, in that moment, really going for it. Like, she picks her up and dips. She might be thinking, like, this is her last chance. Let's go for it full, fully. Like, it's like no words. I was half expecting both of them to moan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Redland's taking a sip of her orange juice to prepare herself. Yeah, I need to. Uh, <laughs> that's the first. Woo. And what more can you say? I mean, it is literally like, did you anticipate it being as steamy in a sense or as intense as it was? No. Absolutely not. It was so good. Like, it was more than I could have asked for. That's the part of it that I didn't, like, fully let myself imagine when I was first thinking about the kiss, I think. It's one thing that I really loved about seeing it was they just both went for it. There was no kind of Mm -hmm. thinking about it. It was just like, go and what you got was an amazing few seconds of a kiss. For those listening at home, Red Lance is having a breakdown in front of us. 
I'm fine. Just, just picking herself off the floor. Just get mm-hmm. a breather. It's all Love good. It. Fine. I mean, we've um, probably watched this hundreds of times grab, by guys. now. The leg grab. The thing. I think I think it's because they initially go in and Becca's got Chloe's head, and it kind of yes. you just see Chloe escalating more and more as the kiss goes on, and then like you said, the leg grab kills you. Like okay, yes. Returning to Becca grabbing Chloe's head, though. Like from what I could see, all seven pixels of it, it literally <laughs> like looked like she was grabbing onto her head pretty hard. <laughs> That's my assessment. I mean, we can't be sure until a high definition version comes out. Cough, cough, prayers. Um, but honestly, the the head grab and then the leg grab, just wow. Yeah, definitely with the like leg lift thing. I'm never gonna be over that. Like that was like that was Chloe. That wasn't like Brittany. That was Chloe. Like she lifted her up and everything. Like that was just perfect. I'm sad that that like broke off as quickly as it did. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. It, I mean, if you think about it from a character perspective, at least you've been sharing a bed for three years, which is still maybe the weirdest canon information we've ever gotten on this relationship. Like, because two grown women sharing a bed for three years that are not dating is slightly unusual. I'll go with unusual for that. Um, but yeah, like if you think about it from Chloe's perspective, yes, it very much has to be like, I've been waiting for eight years. I have given you every signal other than like, putting mistletoe completely as the roof of <laughs> our apartment like what else do we need to do here um and chloe veal is not a shy one as the movie number one showed us uh i wonder if she walks into the shower in their apartment like is becca just really dumb like how dumb <laughs> is becca mitchell like is she's chloe not just- dumb just I'm at, I, w- I just wonder these are these are thoughts that come out a lo- come out <laughs> as, I, as I process no I definitely in my head Chloe definitely just walks around like she'll go take a shower and she'll just walk out like drop a towel because they don't really have like a bedroom they just kind of have mm-hmm. like a bed area so she probably just you know does her thing she's all pretty confident about all of that so she just um goes with it <laughs> I think because you have this big lead up and then the kiss happens and there's so mm-hmm. much in the f- like few seconds and then it's over and they walk off. And, and so you're just there going, what the heck? Because it's so intense. It's not like a little soft yeah. kiss or no, anything. It's, it's just like, we've got to go for this. We've got to go for this big. Yeah. It's uh, as, as someone wise has said, it's steamy. Um, it's uh, eye catching quick and like i used the word desperate yesterday that's uh, yeah that's a good way that's the it. word mm-hmm. like this has been a build-up and it was like it's been eight years now six one of those i think that that's an interesting way of looking at it because you do get this feeling of desperation in it mm-hmm. and i think you get that from two sides you get that from the side of becca and chloe and this eight year probably at six at the time the movie sort of came out or something and you're feeling that desperation as much as they are because you've been waiting for this kiss to happen and then the other side of it Mm -hmm. because i always got the impression from the cast that potentially what they were hoping out of pitch perfect three they wanted to give fans more of what they wanted and so this was anna and Brittany saying we get this one shot to Mm -hmm. get something and we're gonna go big or go home 
and then she drags her away out of the shot. That's what gets me. <laughs> it doesn't just end at the lift. You then get them separating, and it's always a little bit soft on the back end as well with the them grabbing each other's hands. And they just seem to effortlessly do it. They didn't have to practice that at all. No, not at all. Um, like, if we're assuming this is, uh, like, improv, like most of the third movie, it was very effortless the way, I don't know, like, Kendrick did a little spin, like, Becca did a little spin, right? That, that was really cute. Um, <laughs> like, a happy little twirl. Um, and like she didn't know what to do with herself. I mean, move. <laughs> like, <laughs> move. I don't know if anybody would after kissing Britney Snow quite like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like when they just reach for each other's hands and Chloe kind of pulls her away, <clears throat> top behavior. But that's, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful. And you get that little Chloe Beale giggle just on the back end, just as it ends. She's like so happy. It just makes you soft. Stop it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that giggle, like Britney's giggle was adorable. I just imagine what they did when they walked off. That's party with the Bellas, go up to their room and, you know, do the do. Because they have to. <laughs> that's, just, that's just what happened. And, like, like I've read a lot of fics that are, like, uh, it's an angsty first time because, like, they're friends and they're going to ruin it. And, like, will they, won't they? It's kind of, it's awkward. But, like, I see it as more, it's awkward, but it's fun. Like, they're laughing throughout it. Like, they've been waiting for it, and, and it's finally here. Like, they're fumbling, but, like, this is meant to be. There won't be any regrets, and they're just laughing through it. And, of course, there's uh, Amy's, well, Rebel's yell towards the end. And I think that is truly Fat Amy. I kind of um, like that, because it was almost like all of us at the end of that yeah. moment just being like, yes. <laughs> Yes. And, like, obviously she was being quiet uh, for the scene. And then she yelled, like, when they walked off. And they're both so giddy. Like, they're, like, skipping off. And Anna's just laughing. Brittany or Chloe's giggle, it feels Mm -hmm. almost like the elation of Chloe to finally get what she's wanted or what she's been waiting for. Either Chloe finally, like really happy for what just happened or Brittany uh like laughing haha we did that good for our fans like they're gonna love that type of yeah and then like Anna gives her little twirl and she's like beaming (laughs) I finally got to kiss Brittany (laughs) Stone yeah exactly like that was so much fun I want to do it again (laughs) Uh, again is that big or is that I don't know it's like hard to tell it is kind of sweet to imagine it being Becca and the fact that her facade drops for a moment because she's just as happy as Chloe is in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, that she, she finally got her feelings out. Yeah, they really did that for us. They just like grabbed each other's hands. They did that for us. Their hands don't actually leave each other at any point. It's literally Kendrick knows exactly how to bring her hand down to where Snow's is. Like it's it's almost like magnets. Like it literally looks like there's a GPS system in her hand. Like it's it's bizarre how like perfect that timing is for a scene that they could not have rehearsed. Like there's no way they rehearsed any of this because they they wouldn't have had access to set to be like yeah we're gonna run through some lines for the scene that has no lines. 
Listen, in my head, they re- rehearsed it. <laughs> don't, that's a whole don't take that away from me. <laughs> that's a whole different section of AO3. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it, is it experience? Is it uh, practice? Or is it just confidence? Like, do they just know, like, like they, they could do it? Or, like, the whole uh, part of Brittany picking up Anna, did they plan this? Like, did they discuss exactly what they were going to do? Or did they just go for it? We, we knew that Chloe, I mean, Brittany, was capable of picking up Anna. And I remember there's this picture of, uh, in, um, from Pitch Perfect 2, uh, where Brittany's just sort of holding uh, Anna up uh, Simba style on Fat Amy's rope thing. And I remember that. Like, she's holding her with a sheer strength. Like, just like that. So, and I remember that when, when I think of that, but it's still like fun to think about. Yes. And just having that confirmed, I suppose, okay. in that moment. Brittany is hella strong and I, <laughs> and I gush about her arms. They had to, at least Kendrick had to be like, I'm going to break, just go with it. Like that had to, that's the bare minimum it could have been. They've had to have conversations over the years, especially with how hard Kendrick has pushed to get them together. She's not going to push that hard if Snow isn't on board. Yeah, but it looks like in the um, clip that, like, when she goes and, like, pulls her away, like, for a second, like, Snow looks really confused. Like, she's like, wait, what's happening? And then she's like, oh, okay, I get it. So maybe it was literally just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. Just go with it. And she's like, okay. And then she does. And she was, yeah, she definitely looked a bit taken off guard, but she was into it. It's so hard to tell without more detail in their faces for me. Like, I can't surprised and like, oh, this is the take we're doing it. Because I'm like, they're going to do multiple takes of the the Chicago and Chloe kiss. Like, that's not something they're going to get in one take either. So like, I don't know if Kendrick was just like, during one of these takes i'm gonna do this you're not gonna know which take because i want like that authentic reaction because you know anna kendrick is very into authentic reactions in movies um i don't know yeah i'm making this up as i go guys um but like you i'm she could have just said during one of the takes i'm gonna do something or during one of the takes we'll do the kiss i don't think kendrick does this without snow being on board like i don't think she would kiss her because it's a fairly close set when they do kisses so like she's not wasting everybody's time but it still is her breaking a scene so i think i don't think she would and also i don't think she would kiss snow without snow sort of consenting to it she's not just gonna like other than the scene where she's like trying to maul her on stage during the first movie which is (laughs) uh, as close as we got to a kiss before this yeah, no, I'm sure she knew about it, but it was just like maybe she didn't realize that it was that moment that it was going to happen. Yeah, I think that's that's so interesting because I always get the impression that, that between the two of them, they had kind of orchestrated this kiss happening. But there is this moment of shock, whether it's just the yank that just pulls Chloe yeah. away. <laughs> like, oh, okay. But you, then you just see her click into it and just be like, I'm going for this as much as you are. Some people have been saying that uh, they've actually practiced uh, or did a, multiple shots of this. I don't believe that. I think this is like the one thing we got. But I do believe that there is another. There's obviously another camera on set. That's true. There, there is another point of view for this, 
and we know this because we see like a different point of view of uh, Chloe and Chicago in the movie. And I think like just behind them is another camera, which makes me angry. I want it. <laughs> well, I think I think that's the interesting thing because what we've got is from a phone. So it looks, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's tilted, it's grainy, there's dark, mm -hmm. dark lighting. It's not even a phone. It's a phone filming a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally, that's it. And it, it feels like they're trying to hide it in some form or another. Yeah, probably were. Uh, so it's another speculation that there were like a fan on set at the, and they managed to somehow get it, like film the, the screen somehow. Like they snuck on or something, um, and they've had it for that long. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> they've had it this whole time. <laughs> I don't know if I could have kept it for that long. I, my my brain would have exploded. Yeah, I think <laughs> I would have. I would have like even if not uh, release it, I would brag about it. Like I would tell people, ah, I have the colicus, but I can't show it to you yet. It's amazing. <laughs> but I can't show it to you yet. That'd be evil. And it does feel like, well, between those two and whoever was holding the phone to film it, they were the only ones potentially who knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, like, because it's a closed set, there are literally probably a dozen people at most that could be holding that phone. Like, we know it's not the four people on camera, that's that's a most of who's on set it's not the director right like the director is going to at least film it on a camera that's not a 2004 nokia um so it's it does limit like it could potentially have been the rebel wilson uh video we don't know if it's we don't know so what about the other kiss that happens in this moment we've got oh, to, we got <laughs> Theo and Chicago. I do feel a little bit sorry for them because I don't think they knew what was coming. Like, I don't... Like, I thought it was cute. But, like, this isn't your moment to shine. Bug off. Like, you're taking room in the camera. Just and, like, take we a don't step. Want this. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, like, the first few times I watched it, I'm like, hmm, they kiss as well. That's kind of cute. Like, yay two gay couples. But then I'm like... No, go away. <laughs> no, you guys are, like, sickening in my eyes. Go away. Do you think that we're going to get a lot of uh, Chicago and Theo fixed now that we've got this new, <laughs> this new couple? I don't think... I won't say a lot. This fandom is pretty dead, after all. Uh, the Big Chloe fandom has been what's keeping this fandom alive. So, you know, I do think we'll get a couple. There will be a certain number of Theo and Chicago, but... I wouldn't expect too much of it. <laughs> it's like Jesse and Luke all over again. <laughs> like that, that was also a thing for a while. Theo's I always knew was also perfect because you sort of tell the actor is like, well, I can see where this is going and I'm, I don't want to just stand here like a dope. So you know what? That is now gay in my head. I don't think either male actor could tell you what a Bacloe is, but yeah. bless them for, for not just being putzes. No, I do appreciate them actually leaning into the scene and going with it, in a sense. People have gotten yeah. very upset online about that, though. <laughs>
I, I, it's I, kind I, of funny. <laughs> I feel like it is because that scene was obviously not going to make it in. So it's kind of funny that they're just like going with it and like they can be their own little ship. That's fine. Like in my head, they're like all each other's beards at this point, like throughout the entire third movie. So that's fine. They're letting like Becca and Chloe do their thing. They're like, Rick, come on, we'll look at our relationship going to. So. <laughs> I mean, think about it from the actor's perspective, right? These guys have no idea what a Chloe is. Like, they're just actors who are doing a job, and they get to act against Britney Snow and Anna Kendrick, and it's great. Like, they're not, like, coming into, like, I want to steal all the limelight, and I hate Chloe. Like, guys, like, as soon as the take is broken, they know it's not going in. So it's like, all right, let's just have, like, bless them for kissing on the mouth. Like, they do, (laughs) like, do the, like, actor kiss of, like, going for the cheek or something. Like, you know what? If you now, if you want to ship Chicago and Theo, go for it. Like you want everybody's a beard for everybody else. It explains the awkward flirting. Because yeah, Brittany Snow is a very good actress, but she could not flirt with this man. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if they're cousins. I don't know, but she could not <laughs> flirt with this guy. Oh, I'm gonna watch that movie so differently now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though, because I don't think I've ever read a story that had. Theo and Chicago as a ship. I feel like I need to look it up on AO3 right now to see if there's actually yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of them now. I, make I, people feel better. <laughs> I actually kind of like the clip for the fact that we end up having this ship that we never even thought about. It's fantastic. It's a dinghy of a ship, but you never know. Some dinghies grow into giant, giant ships. We've kind of obviously seen the clip and people have dug around and found out where it's from which is his fan account on instagram and i've heard lots of theories on where they think this has come from so i just wondered what your opinion was on how this clip suddenly came to light because it's been three years and suddenly it's just popped up um yeah that account is interesting because it was just created this year if you go back to like scrolling through and there's supposedly someone who binged all the movies over quarantine, I'm assuming, and started becoming a fan of Pitch Perfect. I don't think any of us have tried to get the kiss. We talk about joking around and getting it, but this person supposedly didn't hack anything, right? I think that's the word that's going around. So that's interesting. Um, they might have some inside connection, but I'm not going to, I, I, I don't want to like assume anything that they might be connected to someone in the cast or like Universal or something. Um, but it's, it was so sudden. The timing of this all was what really was crazy to me above all. It, yeah, it was so unexpected. What about you, Red Lance? Oof. I think it's probably a case of like, a friend of a friend of a friend somehow got passed down. That would be my guess. Yeah. And the fact that somebody actually had the, the goal to yes. post it up. Because like, it seems from their account that they were really nervous about doing it. And they, mm. they were sort of saying that they, they were going to wait till 2022. And you're like, I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, was the reasoning for 2022 like 10 years from yeah yeah my god i could not have waited (laughs) i'm so (laughs) glad they didn't wait um i mean i personally am interested to know what the cast thinks about it but i don't want them to feel obligated to talk about it if they don't want to Mm -hmm. because clearly 
if they if the cast themselves didn't release it over the past three years, they probably maybe had no intentions of doing so. But that even just makes it more interesting how this fan even got this because of it wasn't able to kind of like sleep seep out of like the grasp of the cast who probably had the video. Whoever filmed this is breaking an NDA. Like everybody signs non-disclosure agreements if you're going to be on a movie like this some run out some don't some have lesser penalties over time they they're more harsh closer to it um so whoever filmed this broke an nda by giving this clip to whoever leaked it whether you believe it was a random stand or not with as few people on set as there are there probably it probably wouldn't be hard for universal to figure out who did it if anybody will say anything and i don't i don't necessarily know if trish or or snow or kendrick or whoever is actually going to name anybody i think they'd be like oh i don't remember it was so long ago My memory, <laughs> it's gone fuzzy like I don't, trish I, was like happy about it like yeah. she commented on an instagram post of it like yeah it's finally out or whatever so I she's not that. mad yeah uh, None of the actors have, though, which I know they're being bombarded. Like, you can see it anytime you search their names on, like, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I am kind of surprised that none of the actors have commented. Rebel Wilson has gone radio silent. That's mm. true. I would have thought Rebel would have been right on it. Yeah, like, when she was smushing their faces together in <laughs> that, like, interview thing. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not doing that now like repost in that like i told you or just being like guys here's the here's the hd quality version i don't know yeah. how this got compressed 86 times but here's the here's the hd version like i got you i got you gift makers here you go mine is pretty simple i think like they said specifically uh i'm not an, an actress in hiding and i find that incredibly suspicious i think that that's like that's something a, an actress in hiding would say I'm not the murderer. You're obviously the murderer, you know? <laughs> so I think it's like Rebel made it a secret account or something like that. Or maybe it was Anna. Who knows? To be honest. <laughs> or Trish, who is the only one to uh, react to everything. I think she may have created a secret account. I actually didn't check out the account in general. I just saw the post. I commented Oh, I'm, like, the wrong person to ask for this because I've not even, like, thought about it. Like, I've literally, I haven't thought about where it came from. I haven't even been on, like, the Instagram or anything. I've just seen the video on, like, Tumblr and Twitter. Um, so I, like, personally don't even care where it came from. I'm just, like, you deserve a medal. And whoever you are, I'm very grateful. But I have no, like, theories or anything. I have too many theories. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the opposite. Um, so interesting, sort of the interesting rundown. This account started on the 30th of July, and they say they got the clip. They found the clip sometime in August. Um, that is an incredibly tight turnaround to be like, oh, I guess I'm going to have a Becca and Chloe uh, Instagram with some Anna Camp content. Um, oh, wow. I found this kiss that people have been looking for for three years. Golly gee. And I'm going to hold it for two years so I can put it out on the 10th anniversary of the first movie. Because that's what you do when you have something that everybody wants. Hold it for two years, but not tell anybody you have it so nobody knows who you are i i don't know look i think it was set up to look like just a random person that is my current 
I, I get it. It's a conspiracy theory. I'm fine with that. Um, sometimes conspiracy theories are fun. I'm not, I don't have like a whiteboard off screen where like, I have like <laughs> connections. I haven't quite gone to that level. Yeah. I, I don't believe that this was just some random person that got, that got lucky. I, I think either they know somebody who was on set or they were somebody who was on set who set it up to look like just a random person. The plot thickens. Yeah, I've not thought about it, so yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> I mean, here's here's my here's my point why I think this is somewhat orchestrated, right? How many times? And I get 2020 is a weird year, granted, right? How many posts have the actors put up about how much they miss each other? We've gotten love on top this year. We've gotten all of this extra content. It feels like something is being geared up for. I'm not saying there's another movie. I don't know if there's a web I don't know. It feels like there's something. Because it feels like you don't have every actor, basically. And Kendrick did it in the Love on Top video. Say how much you miss each other, right? Like, it feels weird that all of them basically have done it. And they do it a lot. It's not just like, oh, like twice this year, people have posted they miss each other. Like they're doing it like a couple times a month. Like one of them is posting at least once a month saying, I miss these guys. Or look at these old cast photos of this movie series. We Like it, it feels like something is coming. I don't know. I, don't, I could be crazy. Like it could just be a coincidence, but it, it could be one person did it. So they all keep doing it. But it feels like there's something coming. Yeah, Famous maybe they're like hinting for a fourth. They're like hinting to whoever, I don't know, whoever's in charge for like a fourth movie. They're just kind of like putting it out there like, yeah, we all still miss each other. We'd all still like love to work together. And then like the kiss comes out and like starts a whole like people coming back to the fandom and stuff that probably weren't there for a little bit, like between the last movie and now. So, I mean, it could be calculated like that. You just have Elizabeth Banks in a lair with a white cat. Yeah. She's just <laughs> but it, it does, it, like, I don't know if it goes as deep as, like, Universal is, like, chumming the waters because they know they're going to do one, but it, it feels like something is coming. Just put it out there, you know? And then if yeah. it ever does transpire, you'll be the person who said it, you know? It's yes, just, you manifested it, this, it. Yeah, I said it on this <laughs> podcast. It is being recorded. <laughs> Uh, one really cracky type uh, conspiracy theory came up in my group chat was um, Taylor Swift was sent by aliens to release the Chloe kiss and uh, sing about it. <laughs> and that's, that's it. These three things that have nothing to do with each other were, are all connected. That's what we <laughs> uh, decided. That's our new headcanon for the world. I mean, I think especially if you're a McChloe shipper, a lot of the McChloe fandom is built on this angst that it never happened. Right. Like, we never got it. So therefore, like, we make it up ourselves and we do this. And I think that's why people just genuinely don't know what to do with themselves now that this thing has dropped. Because it's like, wait, this has actually come. We never thought this day was going to come. And now here it is. It's like something you love just like suddenly becoming canon. Like even if it isn't in the movie itself, it's right. come to fruition finally. Everything that you know you've been writing fic for for however many years. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people aren't going to stop writing fic and that's my hope. That yeah. people don't. Um 
I do think that this fulfilled a lot of like wishes and like personal feelings about people's own lives. Like uh, that might make them feel like it's not necessary to be part of the fandom anymore because there's no like, like tension. Uh, not, and it's not even a bad tension. It was just something that like you, you're all bonded together over the hope of getting something. Um, and getting that thing might make people feel less inclined to like look for updates, um, which was really a main thing. But it also might bring new people into the fandom, which is always a great thing to have. Bring back some old people, you know, older people from who might have left the fandom or stopped writing for it after years of waiting for something they thought wasn't going to happen. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how the next year plays out. Um, I mean, very like lucky that this came in December of 2020, which was a crazy year to begin with. So now we get to go into 2021 with like a fresh outlook on like how this plays out for us in the fandom, which is nice. Well, uh, a lot of fakes just like spewed out after uh, like the kiss was released, like immediately. The creator, Chloe Beale, like immediately. I do think like a few more fics will be coming out and uh, the joke has been made. I can die peacefully now. Me and uh, Beyond Chloe and uh, the Beboos and we're all just finally I can rest in peace. And I said like the fandom is dying and it's only been kept up this long because of the Chloe. And now that it's finally here. I think a lot more fan fiction will be coming out for the next while, uh, but eventually I think it will die for real. Like, like that that this will be it. And I'm kind of scared that Universal is gonna release a pitch perfect four because of that. That's interesting though, because I don't think people actually genuinely thought we'd ever get it. I didn't. I did not expect to get the kiss. I genuinely didn't think we were going to have it. This is, I'm still in shock watching it. I think there was a part of me, like before we got the kiss, that didn't want to get the kiss because a lot of people were writing a hell lot of fix it fix. And those are uh, some of my favorite kinds, to be honest, uh, is just rewriting the script. Um, and it sort of plugs the creative when there already is a canon unless you completely ignore canon, which is fine, like, which is what people do. But this kind of limits our imaginations. Like, it could have happened any multiple ways, but now this is the way that it happened. Uh, like, I drew a couple of how it should have ended, and this kind of a tiny bit resembles it. Not going to lie. Hopefully, it will die. <laughs> this fandom <laughs> has been alive for too long. Yeah. I think that's an interesting, from your perspective, though, because... Obviously, a lot of creators in the fandom write fix, and that's how they express yeah. themselves. You draw. And so, mm -hmm. especially when The Kiss came out, you had at least two that I saw depictions of either rewriting. Yeah, and, and kind of mm -hmm. this was your interpretation of how it could have gone. How was yeah. that for you then as creative, kind of now seeing this and having what you had done as, as your perception of it? Well, I reblogged those uh, photos uh, immediately, almost immediately after I saw the kiss. And I was like, this is so close. And that was my <laughs> genuine reaction. Like, I, I, my caption was, close but no cigar. And, like, that was genuinely how I felt. Like, like Amy wasn't so close. And uh, Becca Mitchell 
um, the blog uh, reacted uh, with, yeah, you drew it was Becca being just a little calmer than what it was in real life. And I'm like, do you mean desperate? (laughs) (laughs) And I found that really entertaining. But now I think that we don't know where Chloe is dragging Becca off. So I think that's where uh, creators can pick up. Like, that's like a prompt. What happens after Chloe drags Becca off the screen? We're going to have a batch of, like, fix of people, like, writing their own interpretation of the scene, and then we're going to have another batch of, like, what happens after? Like, people have been writing their thoughts, which is beautiful. Those those kind of things are usually poetry. Those 20 seconds have, like, 200 thoughts. And, like, so much is probably happening in their brain in the moment. And I'm excited for those type of fix. And those are definitely the fix that we're going to be getting for a good while. Also, like, fix it. Like, where it lasts longer or something like that. I just think more people will probably come back, but maybe not, like, maybe it'll be kind of a temporary thing until it sort of dies down a little bit. I don't think it's going to change too much, to be honest. I think, like, maybe the way people write the characters like in fix might change a little bit like i know that like i a few hours before like the scene came out um i'd like just written a totally different story and um becca was like really timid and like scared of like kissing chloe um and then that like scene dropped and i was like i can't believe i just wrote like this whole thing where becca was like terrified and then she's like taking charge in like that scene so um yeah i think it might change like the way people write them I'm not sure. It might change the way I write them anyway. I don't know. So the weird thing to me as somebody who consumes a lot of fan fiction is a lot is written about the first movie. A little bit is written about the second movie and less is written about the third movie. Like a lot of what's written about the third movie is like, they didn't go to Europe or the uh, DJ Kyla didn't sign back or, or, or I'm going to fix it. Right. Like, so I don't know how much it's going to like change in fan fiction. If you're writing AUs, which just have like, yeah, I can understand AUs. You might take a little, you might take that line of let me show them how it's done. And you might take Becca being more aggressive, but not a lot is written. I think because people really don't like Chicago and they don't like the universal push Chicago. I, th- I don't think there's a lot of content written about this moment. Now, we might get an explosion of fix-its, which uses this moment as inspiration. So I, I don't know how much it's going to change the writing other than I think that line is going to be in, like, every fic for the next, <laughs> like, year. It's, like, the, you'll, it's the, the creative juice of, like, how to put that line in context and have it make some, some amount of sense. It's going to be, like, Becca's at work and, like, some guy is, like, playing with the mixing board. And she's, like, oh, yeah, let me show him how it's done. Like, that's just going to be the line <laughs> that Becca tosses out. I've seen people who are, like, this, this doesn't prove anything because it wasn't scripted it wasn't you know edited correctly it wasn't this or that so i think the people who care about this moment and think it's great are going to use it the people who don't like it are just going to ignore it or discount it entirely like there has to be something after this if this is the last actual piece of content i don't know if it's going to actually change the fandom other than the people who like it are really going to like it and share low quality gifts no disparage on gift makers like uh, you got a hard job with this one but like low quality gifts for the next couple of years and it'll be like oh yeah we got this random thing that like nobody really knows what to do with but like 
Anna Kendrick and Britney Snell look great. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to change it if this is the last thing. If there's a fourth movie, I think, I think it's going to be seen in a much different light, especially because Kendrick won't do a fourth movie without Chloe. So I'm going to ask a question that I don't know the answer to, which I hate doing. Does this mean they're together? You know what I mean? Like, so Canon and I have a really weird relationship to each other. It's sort of like the Marie Kondo. If it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. I don't follow Supernatural, but there's the debate in the Supernatural fandom right now of if somebody confessing their love for each other means that they're canon, even though the other character died and a whole bunch of crap that I don't follow. But like, does this mean Becca and Chloe are together? Because it's not the scene in the movie. It's the two actors going off book. It's not even like a written scene that they're like doing an alternative take of. It's, you know, it was something that was just put out. Like it doesn't change the movies. Like, yeah, you can watch the movie, pause, watch it on your phone and you'll be happier, but it doesn't fundamentally change any of the content. I don't know under those grounds if, if you can count them as being together. I, I genuinely don't know. I think it's like just like personal interpretation of like if that means they're together or not. I don't think anything's like set canon anyway. It's like Chloe and Chicago were not like canon because they kissed at the end. So I don't know. I think it's just like personal interpretation. I'm going to like tell myself that they're together and I'm going to be happy with that. Is that now you have like a history marker of what life was like before the kiss in the fandom and what was like life like after the kiss in the fandom? I'm so interested to see the effect. Like, it's like somebody just, like, tossed uh, tossed a pop rocket into a room and now we get to see how it explodes and we get to see the splattering on the wall. Like, I'm, I'm super interested to see how this all, all shakes out. Um, I will just say that, like, I feel like there are going to be a lot of people in the coming days who are maybe going to have negative reactions to the kiss. Um, and I just think that it's whatever you take away from it. Um, your interpretation of it is your interpretation. And if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Um, and I don't think people should feel bad about liking it. And if you don't like it, I don't think you should feel bad about that either. Uh, but like, I think that's important and it really is what keeps a fandom healthy. So one of the reactions that I've seen that sort of worries me is people are angry, like they're nitpicking everything about this moment. Like it wasn't scripted. It The guys started kissing. It was too short. It was not great quality, whatever. Like they're taking all of these things that they don't like and they're like channeling that anger because ultimately what they're mad about is Universal didn't give us but chloe like that's ultimately what they're mad about so they're taking it out on this kiss and i i i hope this doesn't happen i'm putting it out there in hopes it doesn't happen i'm i'm really hoping people don't go after the actors or go after trish or go after i don't care if they go after universal universal is a big company they can handle it but like i don't want them to sort of have the reverse of like instead of coming to the fandom they get angry that people are excited about a thing because i've seen that like you guys shouldn't be excited about this kiss or you shouldn't like this kiss because of x y and z problem with it i'm like okay first of all if you're in the book chloe fandom you understand what queer baiting is you have lived it you have learned from it you don't love it like you know what it is so i do wonder if like that anger like there's going to be the backlash and then there's going to be the backlash to the backlash and i'm hoping we avoid those two things but i worry that the anger for universal just not making it canon is gonna end up sort of putting some cracks into the foundation Mm, i feel like there's always that like 
worry though like I, I think like some people just kind of don't know when to stop when it comes to like going for the actual actors and stuff so yeah. hopefully people don't do that but I've already I mean, seen people mad at Kendrick for not like commenting already and I'm like guys it's a been five minutes like I she I'm sure somebody is gonna ask her in an interview one day yeah she's gonna but yeah people have already gone insane I'm just hoping the insanity is gonna be minimal and quiet yeah i mean kendrick is. is like not super active on social media anyway so i feel like asking her about it is kind of redundant like she's not gonna like get on like purely for to react to that i mean i hope she does but she's not gonna so as creators then does it inspire you moving forward yes say so, yeah um yeah my answer is probably gonna be short but like I, I would say yes I don't feel compelled to not like the ship anymore I feel compelled to like maybe love it even harder uh, yeah. than before because this really kind of made my whole year like that's this is amazing and I'm excited to see kind of what it inspires in me in the future um obviously since there is still technically no new content unless there is a Pitch Perfect 4 but we're not we're not talking about that right now we're not gonna <laughs> jinx anything we're just putting this out into the universe but yeah, that, I mean, having the kiss gives opportunity for creators to use it to fulfill their own headcanons and hopefully maybe create some new, like, fanon within our own community. Uh, I, I've never, I have not said these words out loud in the past year, so it's really weird to, like, be able to say these words out loud. But yeah, I'm excited to see. I think there were some fics that were already posted last night, like, right after the kiss. Oh yeah, people were on it. Right. I heard as well, talking to other creators, that, that they've just been inspired to start writing again, or like, it does seem to have really sparked people in the fandom to just be like, mm -hmm. I love this so much, I want to, you know, it's feeding my creative juices. Right. What about you, Red Lance? Red Lance, who um, updated experimentation and probably triggered the kiss to you. Can I, yeah, can I just say there was a tweet? It was a tweet just before we came online of somebody literally saying, thank Red Lance for the McChloe kiss because she just released experimentation. I was like, oh my word. You know, I'll take it. Yes. It was all me. It was me. God, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> um, no, in terms of like, stopping writing fanfic now because we've got the thing that we've all been waiting for. No, that's not, I don't think that's how fandom works for me personally. Like, um, 2020 has been like pretty good to the gays. We've had, uh, we've had some good stuff. We had happier season and we had Bly, this looking at things like, like Bly Manor with the ending that they had, it was, you got what you wanted. It wasn't quite maybe how you wanted it, but you still got it. But that didn't make me want to not write for it. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything really that would make me go, yeah, I'm done. I can't be bothered writing anymore. Might even just inspire to write more. Just yes. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Experimentation two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> not five years happening. later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ellie, you literally wrote that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very inspiring moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I needed to write something then. Like I wouldn't well, I wasn't gonna sleep anyway, but I was like not gonna sleep with this all like ticking around in my head. I needed to just like throw words out there. 
like even if they were not good words at that point I like like I said I fixed them the next day and then I was happy with them but it was like that was the scene how I wanted it to go so I feel like everybody can do that everybody can make it like their own like interpretation of it and how they want it to play out yeah so I think that's like the good thing about like fic to be honest it's like we have that like base of what actually happened in the scene but then you can like make it your own so I think it it is going to be one of those moments like so much of Becca and Chloe are interpretative moments right like it's the way they look at each other it's the the acting choices it's the the chloe leaning forward on hood night and it looks like they're gonna kiss then like there's so many moments that are interpretations and this is the one moment that isn't an interpretation like this is the two actors kissing each other in a very romantic way like you can't this isn't the peck on the lips that you could be like oh occasionally friends do that i guess sort of maybe whatever um like you can't change the interpretation of what they did so i i think it will be very interesting uh to see how this is treated as as canon and how this does inspire people it's one of the things that i love about the fandom is the fact that people can just take the smallest thing and then run with it and you get some amazing fix based on stuff that is just like something they noticed in the movie or like a characteristic trait or something like that and it's just people can take it and run with it however they are inspired to go I'm interested to see if if people just don't know what to do with it. Like, I think it's going to take a while. Like, yeah, there, there are people like Ellie who are like, I need to just be creative right now. But like, there are some people like there are some really great writers who are slow and who are slow, even like compared to the third movie where they're still processing the third movie enough in general to write on it. If you write it, now if you write it this month versus writing it in six months how that changes your perception of this like is the fandom going to change your perception of this moment enough where your writing of it changes like if ellie like revisits this in a year will your writing be different like will your interpretation of this moment be different yeah i am very interested to see like other people's interpretations of it like my fic was like my personal interpretation i'm like really excited to see how other people do it like somebody was messaging me talking about like oh I'm gonna do like this additional scene and I'm like yes like I need it it was smart but I was like yeah I need this additional scene (laughs) so yeah I'm really excited to see what other people do with it so what was your favorite moment of the kiss hmm it's it's amazing that there are even like moments because it's like 10 seconds long the whole clip (laughs) um to think about that a little that's sure but like you can i feel like there's so much of it that you can just like pick apart because mm-hmm. like obviously becca initiating things finally because i don't think it could have been any other way because chloe wasn't ever going to do it because she's waited this long so yeah there's a lot to process yeah for me the, that is one of the best parts about it the becca initiating I think we did kind of know that was going to happen, but seeing it actually happen, uh, like that changed a lot for me uh, emotionally in my own like headcanon slash narrative that was just confirming what we had probably already thought about Beck and Chloe's relationship. But I think if we're just talking surface level, favorite moment, leg grab, 100%. (laughs) I think that was the moment where it's just like, yes, like you didn't think it was going to get any better and then they just kind of had that leg grab in there. 
mm-hmm. near the end. And it's not even just a leg grab. It's a leg grab and a lift. Oh my God, the uh, lift. Like, the lift. That's a separate entity on its own. I don't know how to cope with this. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I keep saying it's like a Hanukkah miracle. It's, I like it. That's it came out on, it came out on the second day, so I am counting it as one. Like if I had so little hope for this to come out, I wouldn't have had. Like it's obviously not going to come out in two years, but now I have the slightest hope that it will come out in better quality. My- so I'm mad at them for giving me hope. Yeah, <laughs> but they had to give you some things. You held on just a little bit more, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or I was thinking also uh, like a uh, Pitch Perfect uh, Christmas present. They'll release the actual footage. Yeah. That would be fun. Or like just get a reunion and do hope- like a little like 20 minute short for us. Come on. We See, we thought that the top of this year was going to be Love on Top. <laughs> and then this happened. <laughs> I'm telling you, I made this joke uh, a few times already. Um, but aliens were on the list before the Bacolikas for me. I will say there is a moment, my fa- my absolute favorite moment of the entire clip is there is a moment when Anna Kendrick and Brittany Snow turn into Becca Mitchell and Chloe Beale. It's when they're basically exchanging where their hands are on each other. And leg this, grab. Yeah. Well, it's, before, <laughs> it's before the leg lift, which is also excellent, like great method acting, ladies. But there's this great moment where like you see the character switch, you see Becca's like start to not have the control you see chloe start to take the control which i think affirms a lot of people's beliefs of who the more dominant personality in that relationship is not that anybody thought that becca was anything but a bottom but bless <laughs> bless those who tried <laughs> but you have this like really cool thing of like you see a moment of it and it's like literally like three seconds but i think that moment it's that bittersweet moment of like, this is awesome that we get to see this, but why do we only get to see three seconds of this? I love that moment of just those characters coming out for just a, a split second before Anna Kendrick is trying to climb Brittany Snow like a tree. Yeah, well, that's Chloe like pulling Becca in. It's not Kendrick trying to climb I- Snow. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. It's past my expectations. It like, beat mine. It was just a peck in my head. So, yeah. Still recovering. Uh, Still recovering. (laughs) Always going to still be recovering. (laughs) Yes and no. I, as much as I don't blame the male actors for kissing, and I, I think it's fine that they did, I think it does turn it into more of a joke. So my expectations were never that it was a super serious moment, but... I didn't know I didn't know what to expect other than the actors breaking for a take. What Snow and Kendrick does lives up to my expectations. The overall moment, I think I'm a neutral on. Like it doesn't it didn't exceed my expectations, but it didn't disappoint me. Now there's the uh the the second kiss truthers <laughs> because they now think there's a second kiss out there of like a more serious take. So now there's people who are truthing if there's a second kiss or not. Oh, I would love a more serious one. Like, it was awesome, like, that they did that one anyway, but I would love a more serious one. I feel like we're not going to get one, but it would be cool. Can you imagine? I, the dialogue and everything. Oh, I, know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. The only way we're going to get recovering. it is if they do a fourth movie. 
Well, I appreciate you guys kind of speaking to me today. It's been great kind of just getting excited with people in the fandom and just kind of delving into it. I just kind of wanted to ask you both, now that we've had the kiss and obviously for Chloe and, and everything kind of playing out and this moment that we've just kind of got to share with each other, what does it mean to you? I mean, it's 20 seconds, but it's uh, eight years pent up into 20 seconds. It, it's less the kiss itself and more the emotion around it of the anticipation of it. Honestly, it's it means a lot. I've this fandom has helped me through some hard times like on a personal level uh pitch perfect was like the music and stuff it helped me get through some a lot of things and it helped me sort of leave my real life and delve into something this that i love and and like connect with the characters uh, excluding pitch perfect three and it's it was emotional because I've been like really really wanting this for a very long time, and I want to put it at five or four years that I've been in the fandom. I sort of been hiding in the shadows for a couple of years on Tumblr before I started posting, and it was like it's not the kiss. It's they finally like I finally got it. It's finally like the cycle that I've been waiting for is complete. Like the anticipation has been resolved and it's like this amazing feeling so yeah it was an emotional journey this whole thing my like real life friends have been really tired of me talking about it and complaining about not getting it and now they they can hear me talk only about it for a good while uh yeah i'm really happy to have it even all eight pixels of it for me it was like just gonna maybe change how I like write fic to be honest like I'm not gonna like see the like the ship any differently or like the fandom any differently it was mostly just like like I said before like I wrote that thing about like Becca was like really timid and now I'm gonna be like oh so maybe she's not that timid maybe she's gonna like take more control of it like it's just gonna affect my writing more than anything I think I think for me ultimately like I was just really happy for the actors that they got the moment. Like, I don't think it's going to affect my fandom experience, but I feel better for Kendrick and Snow that they actually, like, they got an ending for themselves, even if it wasn't published, even if Kendrick doesn't really talk about Pitch Perfect anymore. At least they got the moment. Like, they got a moment. So I feel better about it in a weird way. Like, I feel better about the ship because they got the moment and because it matters so much to them i feel a little like i it takes a little bit of like that niggling in the back of my brain off but my fandom experience i don't think is going to particularly change that's yeah i mean it means a lot to me like i'm i think i am definitely much newer in the fandom um than jenny because like i only joined at the end of pitch perfect three like uh that's when I wrote my first Bacoli fic for the fandom um, because I was so disappointed in Pitch Perfect 3 and everything it brought. And I had always known of the Bacoli fandom. It was a really big ship on Tumblr, like back in like 2012 to like 2015. Um, so I'd always known about Pitch Perfect, but seeing it, it feels very full circle um, to see the kiss. Uh, this year we also got Love on Top like you know like to have all these like little moments that kind of really brought us together as a fandom 
Uh, fandom itself is pretty digital anyway, but even in the pandemic, it was easy to feel very isolated. Um, and being able to kind of connect with the fandom in this way definitely made me feel a lot better. Um, and, and the outpouring of like, just love. I mean, like, all fandoms have their own internal drama, but being able to kind of put that aside and just see like the amazing things that people have come up with, even in the past 24 hours, it has even been 24 hours. That's like crazy to me. <laughs> the past like less than 24 hours, 24 hours, 20, 20 hours, whatever. Um, yeah, I, it means a lot. And I think this is, I couldn't think of a better way to kind of end this year uh, with everything that has happened in the past, like this half of the year, especially like, wow crazy but it means a lot and I hope that people in fandom don't take this lightly because having something like this even in the 7 pixel 7.5 pixel quality that it was means a lot to content creators uh, who definitely love having a good fandom to communicate with and connect with. Um, Kind of the same yeah it means a lot just because I think I've spent so many years like in the fandom creating within the fandom, anything that would have happened would have meant a lot because it's part of me and who I am. And it's, I don't even, yeah, there aren't words that quite describe what it means, especially to like somebody who you grow up with like no representation and people don't, they didn't do this stuff. Like the fact that Kendrick even initiated this thing because she knew that the fans wanted it. People didn't do that like 10, 20 years ago. That's not something that happened. So it's just, it's nice to see and it's, uh, I feel blessed. Well, a big thank you to all of the creators who have joined me to talk about the Bacloe Kiss. It's been absolutely awesome kind of delving into everybody's experiences and I feel like my mind has exploded on the Chloe Kiss things. So just as a close, I gave all the creators an opportunity just to remind us who they are and where you can see their stuff online. Starting off, we've got Teresa. Um, but in terms of plugging, I don't think I'm working on anything right now other than the Pitchmas fic uh, that I'm doing for my secret Santa person. Um, <laughs> but there are some things that I hope to get back to next year. Uh, so iPhone on AO3 uh, and Becca-Mitchell on Tumblr. Um, and Red Lance, anything you want people to check out or to find you on? I'm still writing the same fic I was writing last time I uh, did the podcast. <laughs> so Just uh, with an no, added I'm... chapter. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Red Lance on Tumblr, Red Lance pretty much everywhere, Patreon. Yeah. AO3 fanfiction.net. And then we have Ellie, who is Chloe Beale on Tumblr and TMYLM on AO3. Um, I mean, I have my fic that I wrote, but other than that, no. Really what is it called? Oh my god, what is it called? It's called Now or Never. It's, it was really like last minute, like it was 3.30. <laughs> I just like plucked like a little line from it and I was like, right, that's the title. So that's all I really have to plug, yeah. So if people want to read that, it's on AO3. Yes, 
It is. It's um, the newest one as of right now on my AO3. Are you working on anything at the moment? Um, I am just working on my Pitchmas fix. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm trying to just like focus on like my multi-chapter um, fix because I feel like they're kind of, they keep like falling to the background because I keep thinking of like one-shot ideas. Like I'd actually just told myself that day, I was like, right. I've done my little like mistletoe one shot that I'd done where Becca was really like timid and I was like right I'm just gonna focus now on Pitchmas and like my three like big like multi-chapter fix and then that kiss came out and I was like (gasps) okay (laughs) but now that that is done I am just focusing on multi-chapters. RJ just go to Aubrey Posen Esquire. Everything is on there. I'm working on a couple different projects. I'm working on Congressman Aubrey Posen, which I'm extremely excited to write. Uh, for, for my British friends, that's a member of parliament. I love it. So, so intriguing. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to write that because politics is very big in the US right now. Like a lot of people are talking about it more than usual because of the election. Uh, so I needed to make Aubrey basically AOC with a Southern accent and slightly different style of communication with the people so i'm i'm very excited it's fun and waverly i mean you can check out my uh sketchy wave on tumblr support blm wash your hands that's where you mask that's all i have and i hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast today and that you enjoyed the experience of having the Bacloe kiss drop. That was amazing. And I feel like I'm still on a high from everything that happened. And just as we close, I reached out to the account who first posted the Bacloe kiss on Instagram called Love My Pitches. Unfortunately, weren't able to get them on the show, but they did send me a little statement that I just thought I'd read out to you. And it's lovely to kind of hear their story. It just says... I found the movies pretty late compared to everyone else. I actually tend to stick with music rather than TV or movies. I was in an acapella group, actually. So I didn't watch the franchise until March this year in quarantine. It was totally worth it. I figured out my sexuality, found amazing people and learned how to make video edits. When I found The Kiss in August, I was so excited and shocked But once I got over that, I realised about the community. I felt like I didn't deserve to be the first fan to see it, and that so many people had been waiting since the first movie came out eight years ago. At first I decided not to share it because I was afraid of the consequences. This decision drove me away from the fandom for a while, just because I couldn't bear to talk to people about Bechloe when I knew I had something they didn't. I decided I would release The Kiss on the 10th anniversary of the first movie. However, that's like two years from now, and that's a really long time. Five days ago, I was having a really bad day and checked my fan account for the first time in a really long time. I still had the video on my phone, so I made a super spontaneous decision and shared the video. After that, I've just had constant notifications from everyone. It was a bit overwhelming, but I'm glad that something I shared made everyone so happy. To all the fans out there, keep creating your art, edits, fix, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for a fourth movie. That's my story. A big thank you to Love My Pitches for sharing that with us. And of course, I think we're all super, super grateful that they 
posted up the big Chloe kiss. I know it has brought a lot of people a lot of joy and so much excitement in this fandom. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, we have got our social media accounts. You can check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's it from me. I'll see you next time, pitches.